0: Okay, we're doing now <clears throat> Monday's portion of Miki. And at this point, the portion opened up that of the pharaoh, had this very disturbing two dreams. You remember the dreams? He did not know the interpretation. He sees seven fat cows, walled up by seven skinny cows, seven rich grains, ears of grain swallowed up by the seven withered ears of grain. He's very concerned, and no one can interpret it in a way that he accepts and it resonates as true. And then his his, uh, butler, the one in charge of his wine, in a very derogatory way, reluctantly, brings up Joseph, Joseph, who had two years earlier interpreted his dream correctly and he suggests this slave imprisoned maybe he could interpret the dream and at this point power not do anything so he rushes Joseph out of the prison and he says no no he says first I have to shave I have to bathe I have to look appropriate and respectful giving honor to the king when I enter And now we have, continuing today, verse 15 in chapter 41. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I dreamt a dream, but there is no one who can interpret it. Now I heard it said of you that you hear a dream to interpret it. So Rashi says this term, you hear a dream to interpret it, means you're understanding it. This hearing is comprehension. Joseph, Joseph answered Pharaoh, Pharaoh saying, that is beyond me. God will respond to Pharaoh's welfare. That's the only meaning where she says, this isn't my wisdom to interpret dreams, but it's God. God who put the response in my mouth. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, and now Pharaoh, power at this point, is going to give over the dream. In my dream, behold, I was standing on the bank of the canal. And behold, out of the canal, there emerged seven cows of robust flesh and beautiful form, and they were gazing thing in the swamp. And behold, seven other cows and birds after them, haggard, and a very poor form, and emaciated flesh. There isn't anything like them in all the land of Egypt for poorness. The Rush explains this, this term in Hebrew, dalos, as very, like, haggard. And rakos baser means very, very, very lacking of meat, very emaciated. And the emaciated and poor cows ate of the first seven healthy cows. They came inside them. But it was not all apparent that they had come inside them, for their parents remained as poor as the first, and I awoke. So the seven emaciated cows consumed the seven fat, rich cows, and the seven emaciated cows looked just as emaciated. And now Pharaoh falls like this, and have a second dream. And I saw in my dream, behold, seven ears of grain were sprouting on one stock, full and good. And behold, seven ears of grain withered thin and scorched by the east wind were growing after them. So in the Hebrew, the term "tsunamos" withered, means like, like a rock. So as hard as a rock, as without moisture as a rock, completely, completely emptied. Then the thin ears of grain swallowed up to seven good ears. And I said this to the ones that should be able to interpret the dreams, the magicians, but there was no one who explained it to me to Pharaoh. The dream of Pharaoh is one. What God is doing he has told Pharaoh. The seven good cows, they are seven years. And the seven good ears, they are seven years. It's one dream. So both the cows and the, the ears of grain represent the exact same thing. They're the same seven years. So why did God give it twice? As Joseph is going to explain, because it's, it's about to happen, as Joseph will say soon. Now, as Rashi points out, but but the seven good years, Joseph says he has told to Pharaoh, because that implies that something's going to happen soon. But the seven years of famine, it says he's shown to Pharaoh, because that's more remote. Showing implies it's going to happen later, because, of course, the seven years of famine are supposed to follow the seven years of hunger, uh, the seven years of plenty. Now, the seven emaciated poor cows who worked after them, they are seven years, and seven emaciated ears scorched by the east wind means there will be seven years of famine. This is not when I spoke to Pharaoh, what God is doing has shown Pharaoh. But now, just to explain this more clearly. Behold, seven years are coming. The great abundance throughout all the land of Egypt. Then, seven years of famine will arise after them, and all the abundance in the land of Egypt will be forgotten. The famine will ravage the land. Which is, Raj explains what it meant by saying that the the thin cows swallowed up the fat ones, or the parched ears swallowed up the full ears, and you couldn't even see the difference. As the next verse says, "...and the abundance will not be known in the land in the face of the subsequent famine, for it will be terribly severe." And that's why in the dream you couldn't even see that they had swallowed anything. They still seemed so, so emaciated as for the repetition of the dreams of Pharaoh, two times, in other words, we have the cows and we have the ears, is because the matter stands ready for God, and God is hastening to do it. Raj explains the Hebrew word, as ready. In other contexts, it can mean correct. So it means ready. So at this point, Joseph has interpreted the dream. So Pharaoh had these two dreams. Pharaoh was tremendously concerned, because he understood they were very significant. God took from anyone else the wisdom. I mean, once Joseph interprets it, it actually seems like a very simple thing to interpret. But obviously, God did not open up the eyes or the minds of any of the normal people that Pharaoh would consult with, his chatumim, which we loosely translate as his magician, because obviously this was the time for Joseph to step up. Now Joseph has explained the dream, and now Joseph is going to give Advice to Pharaoh what to do in this situation. We're going to have seven years of enormous plenty, which they had, and then seven years of famine to such an intense degree that you won't even remember the plenty. The famine will be so bad. There won't be any sign of it. Now, ultimately, in the end, Egypt did not suffer from seven years of famine. They only had two years of famine because when Jacob came, his presence brought blessing to the land and the famine immediately ceased. So the good was fulfilled. There were seven years of plenty, but of the bad, there was only two years of sound. Now, Joseph is going to give a plan of action. Of course, Pharaoh didn't ask him for this plan kind of action, but Joseph is suggesting exactly what he should do in this situation. Now let Pharaoh seek out a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh proceed and let him appoint over on the land, and he shall prepare the land of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. Which Rash explains the word chemish as prepared, as we see later. And let them gather all the food of those approaching good years. Let them amass grains under Pharaoh's custody for food in the cities and safeguard it. So, in the Raji's comment here, he's actually focusing on the accent marks. It could be on the first syllable, the Aleph and the word Ochel, or it could be on the last syllable, the Chaf, Ochel, or Ochel. So if it's on the first syllable, Ochel, that is the noun construction, which actually saying is what it is, which is why the accent is there. If it was a verb, because this word could truly be translated, depending on context, as a noun, as a verb, as food or as eat. But if it was a verb, eat, the accent would be on the last syllable. But in this case, it's a noun, so it's on the first syllable, meaning not eat, but food. And we're told that this food is going under the hand of Pharaoh, meaning in his storehouses, in his custody. The food will be reserved for the land against the seven years of famine which will come to pass in the land of Egypt, that the land will not perish in the famine. So we're amassing all this food for safekeeping, for the ultimate preservation of the country. The man appeared good in the eyes of Pharaoh, and the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, could we find like this a man in whom is the Spirit of God? So this construction means like we're introducing a question, there's, there's an astonishment here. Like, is it possible to find someone like Joseph? Joseph said we need to find a very wise person to run this whole enormous campaign now. Can we find someone else like him in the entire land of Egypt? <laughs>